If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, listen. intro us man i've been doing it all day you got a good angry energy coming into this episode nice and furious for this don't zen out bring it this is our contentious show okay here we go (laughs) ready for some one-upsmanship everybody because here the fuck it is this is your host adam ganser along with my co-host fuck off it's michael swaim (laughs) you're wrong already (laughs) and we're uh supported and loved by a wonderful guest today why don't you introduce yourself sir eat my fucking shit (laughs) I'm Tom Ryman. <laughs> no, you're not. I disagree. <laughs> what a fucking piece of shit. Uh, anyway, we uh, we came in hot today because we thought, why not? Let's see what that's like. Yeah. Uh, and we wanted to talk to you guys about one of, I think, uh, the most revered games the last 10 years, uh, The Last of Us. I think we came in hot because if you follow the one-upsmanship stream, twitch.tv slash one-upsmanship, Adam and I just played Last of Us in preparation for this, and things got hot. They got we, no. It was more hot in Psychonauts, but it was but it got a little contentious. got a little heated. Did you do a full playthrough, or I am a doing a full playthrough, but we only played a couple hours. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, what is the Last of Us? We'll find out. You're at, gonna have to do the speed run and tell after us. this checkpoint. Yeah. In a section we call the speed run, I always get we always get ahead of ourselves and just start talking because that's the most fun. But mm-hmm. there's a format for a reason. Can someone please start the clock? Uh. I yes. I'm. Fidgeting with the giant dial now. Beep, boop. Great. The clock All right. Starting. So, The Last of Us is a Naughty Dog game. I lead with that because I find Naughty Dog to be one of the few developers that it matters who they are and their corporate culture and that you follow them. So, these are the people who brought you the Crash Bandicoot series and then the Jack and Daxter series and then Last of Us and then Uncharted. Uh, Last of Us is what we're focusing on. It's a zombie game. It's a story-driven stealth combat game where you walk around environments 
strangle, shiv, or stab people and zombies and have limited ammo, survival, that kind of thing. Story-wise, the twist on the zombie genre is that they are fungal zombies called clickers who see by clicking, like sonar style. So it's an elaborate hide-and-seek game with a very intense zombie plot and zombie themes. And uh, you're basically a dude... This is the less than innovative part of the story. You're a dude who's been tasked with protecting this girl who's immune to the zombie virus. So it's children of men um, mixed up with a bunch of other things, but it is highly revered largely because the story elements that play out are just better than almost all zombie things. If it were a zombie movie, it would be as good as 28 Days Later. It would be much better than The Walking Dead. Uh, The story is sterling. And that's all I have to say about that. Pretty good speed run. That's time. Pretty good speed run. You think you'll post that on YouTube? No, I'm mm. still too flabby. I didn't either. I was being nice about it. <laughs> that you is could, not you could, you could lose a couple of seconds from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Of the end. <laughs> I thought it was interesting with that they made the the zombie thing. It's an actual fungus that exists. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! I it didn't does, know it, that. it 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 don't it. We we wrote about it on crack. Before. I was gonna say, is it the mind control on crack love yeah. so yep. much? The okay. one that's the one that kills the ants and kills the animal ants. planet or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Or uh, grows in their grows in their brains and that makes them do shit. Cats carry and give to their owners, so that at this point, I think this is from a cracked article, but like fifty percent of humans have it in their brain. I not think, that it's doing anything, but it's no, in there. yeah, it's in there. I think <laughs> I think they mention it in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, but yeah, it's like dormant in most people. All right. Rant time. Checkpoint, yeah. checkpoint. I think now entering a, a cloud world where you can inexplicably walk on the clouds, even though that makes no physical sense. But yet we do it so much in video a games. A video game staple yeah. is that you can walk on clouds. Yeah. Uh, okay, who want, who's player one this time? I think this time player one should be Tom, and then okay. you should be player two, and I should be P3 wrapping it up. Okay, the last one we recorded, Tom got a lot of time, so now we're putting you on the spot. Mm. This is your opinionated rant. Slash hot take. On The Last of Us. Yeah. Kids still say hot take, right? Yeah. On The Pipe Last of take. Us. Take it away, player one. Hot potato, player one. <laughs> Tell us what you think about The Last of Us. Skip it. <laughs> Skip it. <laughs> um, I think The Last of Us is a very good story whose gameplay gets in the way. I think the gameplay in The Last of Us. I thought you were just going to mic drop and that's it. Yeah, I just that's get an acceptable leave. rant Smack if you're over. just done. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I don't like this game. Oh. <gasps> I Ba-boom. really like the story, uh-huh. um, but every time the story broke for an extended gameplay sequence, I was angry with it. Mm. I was like, I don't want to like I stealth. I have a contentious relationship with stealth-based games. Um, I like the mechanic of stealth um, in certain games, um, like in Skyrim or like in a Metal Gear or like in Hitman, Metal Gear Solid, yeah, um, stuff like that where it's like the game is structured around that and like it's you get to do like cool because like in like Skyrim and Hitman and stuff there's multiple ways to, t- to tackle a certain problem and stealth is one of them and in stealth opens up a whole bunch of other branching ways you can tackle a problem so that is like super engaging to me in games like The Last of Us and uh, there's another game I played recently that has the same problem called Soma yep I know it incredible story mm-hmm. gameplay gets in the fucking way <laughs> more even more so i'd say even more so yeah anytime you have to get around a monster in soma the game comes to a screeching halt <laughs> and luckily there's only like five monsters in soma mm-hmm. um so that doesn't happen too often like the rest the rest of like the exploration and stuff is engaging and and tells the story 
Um, and that happens in The Last of Us as well. Like I like the parts where I'm not having to hide from bandits or hide from clickers because there aren't multiple ways around that problem. You just kind of have to throw bricks to make noise and crouch in corners and hope that the AI, whatever you do, enters the AI into the appropriate loop you need it to be into in order for you to get past it. Like there's not multiple ways. Or replay ways. the section. Right. Yeah. There's not multiple ways around a problem. You just got to get around this one clicker that's just pacing back and forth endlessly or like that brings the game to a screeching halt for me and i just want to get onto the story and it's not done in a way that's interesting like the crafting mechanic they do in this game is very basic and like i always search everything so i can get the components because that's like a gameplay loop that's just like drilled into everyone at this point it's like well i gotta search and get these crafting components but i never it's like such a it's such a base and uninteresting system and the stealth to me is also not interesting. And that's a lot of the game. And that's a drag. Because <laughs> I just want to see... The story is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the acting in it is amazing. And I just... I I just want to... It's, it's one of those games where I'm just... I'm mad at it when it makes me play it. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. Just, I want to get on with the story. Like, I think Uncharted did a better job of it. Although Uncharted kind of toes that line a little bit. Where it's like, oh, another wave of a hundred guys that I have to murder. Right before I can get on to like the cool adventuring. But even then it's still like kind of exciting, even though it's like a basic cover system, they take most of the gunplay out. So it's not this thrilling, like you mean, it, the last of, well, they take last, most of the last, bullets out. They take most of the bullets <laughs> out of last. So they take most of the gunplay out and it doesn't because the gunplay in like uncharted fits because it's like an Indiana Jones game. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like fighting and, and shooting and stuff in Indiana Jones In last of us. It's more like this sparse, desperate, uh, it's not an adventure. I wouldn't call it an adventure. It's survival. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, I think they, they stripped out the, the, the sort of gameplay roadblock that Uncharted has that, that was engaging and replaced it with one that's just tedious to me. It's a tedious game to play, in my opinion. Interesting. Longest strands ever. Yeah, but I like it. All right, it. Dennis Miller. You're just trying to get me to do that impression again. Hey, hey, Chachi. Yeah. This France longer than the Pharaoh's list yeah. of Phoenicians. I tell you, He's waiting for all half the food to live. You know what I mean? Uh, Nine hundred years long. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Which is, I'm glad you're here. Okay. Because uh, disagreement is the whole, I think, basis of the show. It's vital blood. Uh, if I'm just ranting from the heart. I my rant would be that I really like all those elements you mentioned. Mm. I really don't like the gameplay in Uncharted. The most recent one, I feel they did a better job of just cleaving to what they do well, which is uh, an action set piece reinterpreted as a game. So like when you're flipping around, being dragged from the truck, jumping into different trucks, that's all great because the concept of what you're doing. But I found the endless monotonous gunplay way more tedious than I find trying to do stealth over and over in Last of Us. And furthermore, and I'll call out especially the uh, snowy chateau level when you're separated for a while and not Ellen Page has to uh, fight off the creepy dude. I found myself eventually getting good enough at the game that I honestly felt like, God, I'm so badass. I'm shiving a guy and then causing, uh, you know, throwing a brick over there. And then I slip around above and jump down like that stuff. All it did feel to me like there were multiple ways to solve every problem. Like in the first big room, when you're in the underground mall with the clickers, uh, you can shiv a few clickers and get through fairly easily. You can get through without interacting with anyone and just escape or you can 
methodically get every note and use the scraps of paper to unlock every safe and avoid the clickers and scrounge enough ammo to shoot the last one, whatever you want to do. I also did find if you're very conservative with your ammo, you can play it as a shooter. You can ignore stealth and and survive. You die a lot and you have to reset sections a lot. But another thing I thought that was phenomenal about this game is somehow... It had almost no load time. It's got that little screen with the pollen flying in the dark, but uh, I find it resets really quickly, which is something I love. I love that about Raymond games that you're like, okay, I died. Just go again. Uh, And I found that I would give the gameplay a solid B on the letter scale, which when you add the story, which is one of my favorite stories in gaming, if not my favorite story in gaming, I think it's a good game. I will say that part you called out when you have to, when Joel is, you don't actually know if he's dead or not. Um, and you're, you're playing as, um, Ellie, is that her name? Ellie. Ellie, yeah. Um, that part's great. That's, the, be- that's the best the part, part of the, the game. S- the snow. That uh, is the best part of the game. Camp, yeah. And sometimes Adam's accused me of this and can be true. My brain will cherry pick the best. Abs- he'll go like, what do you like about this game? I'll be like, this one part. And I'll be like, right, but that's the best that is part the best of part game. Yeah. Best part. And, and it the, matters the, yeah. cre- the creepy guy that's that's chasing ellie around, around the kitchen is uh nathan drake from uncharted it's the same actor oh yeah yeah, yeah. i was gonna ask if he because he's, he's in actor. everything yeah, he's good he's yeah. in destiny too uh, he's in spec ops the line he replaced uh Dinklebot. peter dinklage yeah nolan yeah. north is his name yeah nolan and north. is he not also uh well who's the main guy and who's booker in uh, that is uh, another guy who's in everything. Oh my gosh, he's another comic. You know who else is in everything? Voice, Lieutenant Daniels. Uh, nowadays, thank God. I love lo- hearing I love Lieutenant the, Daniels yeah. pop up. Yeah, he's great. Uh, that's I not his actual it. name. Um, he deserves to have his actual name. All right, right. we're getting off format. Yeah. It's time for Player Three's rant. Please yeah. tag in. So I think you guys picked the two positions there are to take on this game. Either rant over. It's either it's uh, a a wondrous achievement in all respects. Or it's a great story uh, with a sometimes tedious gameplay. Not awful gameplay, just sometimes tedious. Uh, For me, I've never had a playthrough of this game that I didn't like. But the, the DLC provided sort of an insight to me about what this game is and what it isn't. So the DLC is uh, the story of Ellie contracting. Uh, mm-hmm. Her first bite, right? With her getting friends. bitten and realizing she's immune. Yeah. And I am sorry to interrupt the rant, but the DLC is my favorite part of the whole game. And 100%. I know that's problematic, but no. if you've played it and you blew off the DLC, no, the DLC is major. Play I the think DLC. the DLC. I didn't play it. Yeah, I think the it's DLC phenomenal. is is uh, tells you what you actually wanted from this game. I think the DLC. Then don't make that the DLC. Well, I know <laughs> yeah. exactly right. You're yeah. making the point I'm going to make, which right, is like yeah, I think the DLC showed showed us what the best idea, of, ideal version of Last of Us was, and we didn't quite get it with the game. And so there are flaws with this game in terms of gameplay and in terms of pacing. And the DLC was sort of the only place that I could think of that showed that. Because if that didn't exist, I would have said this game's like a ninety-five, or you know, it's fucking awesome. But the DLC kind of showed me, oh no, yeah, it's there is a better version of this that's a little closer to what a movie is, and a little further from what a game is, and less combat focused, and less combat focused. Because I don't think we care that much about combat in the post-apocalypse. Believe it or not, I like not in a story like this. I think we're a little more interested in sort of like. What's life like and what does it take to be a person again? Play the flame and the flood. Right, sure. And Last of Us does as good a job as you can about exploring 
human pain and and like real tender stories in that setting, but it's still an apocalypse game, and I don't know that I want that. I'm not sure if I want it. That's my hot rant. Uh, Game on! Game on! Game on! Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. Check the backseat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Real quick, Troy Baker. Is nice. the guy's, is the actor. He oh, play, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he plays Joel in this, and he played Booker in Bioshock. He's, mm. he's in That's, everything, too. I was going to say it's yeah. the same guy. He's That's very Joel. good. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I want can we can we do something we never do? Can we start with the gameplay this time? And I'll tell you sure. why. Because I think the story is a thing we're, A, going to all agree on, and B, deserves to be sort of celebrated in a more succinct way mm-hmm. than elocuted endlessly. Because I think the gameplay is where the contention is. So let's start with that. Uh are there moments where this game is bad in terms of gameplay? Bad, no. Tedious, almost constantly. Hmm. Tedious, yes, but I wouldn't say almost constantly. Uh, I feel like Naughty Dog has this issue, and I really don't like Uncharted, personally. I think it's fine. I find it really flat, and it's. but I think what they... It was interesting to see the progression, because Uncharted 1 and 2 and 3... The shooting is so bad that I couldn't get through them. 
Then they did Last of Us, or whenever it shimmied in. Last of Us, they finally figured out how to make shooting decent, at least. And then the Uncharted's after that, they just obviously use the exact same engine and algorithms as Last of Us shooting. And then I'm like, okay, this Uncharted I can play through. But so it's hard for me to compare because comparing Last of Us shooting to a good shooting game, it's bad. But comparing it to other Naughty Dog games, it's the game where they really stepped up their shooting (laughs) mechanics. A little bit. I I mean, so like... I think the perfect game to contrast because it's like the fucking opposite is Metal Gear Solid Five. Like they share the snapping is so clean. Metal Gear Solid Five is good, perfect for gameplay. It's fucking perfect. It's pristine. You can do anything you want, anytime you want. It has that Capcom arcade feel where all the animations are super crisp and time oriented. Yeah, but there's no story driving it, so the thing is fucking bananas. Whereas Last of Us is limited is limited in a very serious way by the quote unquote story constraints, right? So your own so your options for how to handle a combat situation are pretty limited. I mean, you said you had multiple options. I don't remember having a lot of different options to kill stuff. There's the gun or there's the stabbing. Like I've, what else is there? Yeah, or I've, avoid that thing. Or avoid I was gonna thing. say, but to me that is enough options. And I'm fine with games sure. where I only have one option sure. that I Ag- like. Agreed. So uh there's always two options because I've played through without well you have to kill a couple things but you can play all the way through the game with only killing a couple things yeah stealth all the way and i've played through a full combat run where i kill everything with guns Mm -hmm. uh so that's at least two options that are always available let me ask you this question see because i think this is the sore spot that nobody likes to talk about about last of us do you think the sonar power that joel has is stupid yes i agree well yeah it's a I agree. It's a concession to gaming, though. I wouldn't want to. That's yeah. what have a radar. sucks about it. That's what sucks about but it. But every game we've covered has that. As we said, it still has to be a game. Yeah, but see, Last of Us, Bioshock Infinite has potions you drink that give you magic powers because you need to level up. Okay, Fuck so it. I like people who listen to every episode of this podcast are going to think I'm a fucking lying piece of shit. Uh, I'm not. Go for on. These reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say this is one of the rare opportunities. I wish it was a little less of a game, and. I think that is possible. I think there could have that we didn't necessarily need the sonic the sonar feature. I think there was a way around that potentially. And I think we could have killed less people. Well, I think like we, we could have done less game stuff. Correct me game. if you, I'm wrong, but based on your preference for the gameplay of the DLC, yeah. It sounds like what you're talking around a little is you would make it halfway between what The Last of Us is and the Telltale Walking Dead games level of interactivity. I would have put it halfway between the the DLC and where Last of Us is. So you'd make it even... Le- oh, and where Last of Us is. Yeah. Because this is making me realize I would love to see a game with a story as good as... And Walking Dead Season 1 had a great story. It really did. But with a, with a great story like The Last of Us has... The Telltale Walking Dead. Season one with, like you said, very fewer, not the show with many fewer combat portions, more confidence that people are here for the story. So yes, there are combat portions because it's a nice change of pace. It feels interactive and maybe the results of the combat portions affect plot elements later. Yeah. But yeah, last of us still feels like it feels beholden to have 80 hours of quote unquote gameplay where Mm -hmm. they're like, whatever the game is, if it happens to be going around boxes, playing hide and seek and shiving things, there has to be X amount of that, and there could have been way less. I think Tom has opened my eyes that like 
you could edit out a good 30% of the actual part where you're doing the fighting part of the game, yeah. and the game would be better, not worse. See, the problem is that a game like this can't exist for $30. Like, it just costs a lot of money to make a game this way, like with this caliber of acting and like the levels and everything. So it has to be a 20 to 30 hour campaign to justify its cost. Right. Because if it's a five hour campaign, everyone's going to freak the fuck out. And they probably should. But like, I think it would be better if it was a five hour campaign. And or yet, maybe a f- 10 hours. If you went like to that. two movies, that's five hours and it would cost you $30. So I don't right. know what the difference is really. Because that's just not them. Like the amount of resources required infrastructurally for a game like this to exist, I assume. Totally. Exceed that. But that's I'm why. saying... It doesn't matter what the infrastructure is in terms of perpetuating the idea that this model could be lucrative. It's whether it makes its money back, right? That's what matters. Could be. And I do think we've changed and continue to change through phone games, idle games. I think, like we've covered, Gone Home, Edith Finch, sure. ta- uh, the Telltale games. People are okay with less interactivity in their game. And I, I really I liked do, Gone Home. Me too. I loved it. I cried at the end. I haven't played that. Okay, I am excited by the idea, which I never thought I'd say, of a less interactive game like Last of Us. Last that, of Us deserves that. That doesn't feel like it has to be interactive if it doesn't so, want to be. So yeah. I just want to be clear about, I just want to be clear for everyone's sake, like what exactly the point I'm making is. I don't think that financially it's possible for these game designing companies to build an engine slash world of the complexity of Last of Us without making it an 80-hour campaign to justify the finances involved. So, like, for instance, it's not even the same as if I decided to make, a like, a five-minute short film that was the best scene from the Avengers fights, which would cost several million dollars. Right. It's not even like that because I have to build the entire Avengers infrastructure... To get to those make shots. This, yeah, exactly. And that's the problem with a game of this kind. But is, you're, I feel like your analogy falls apart only because... You're building sets, so to speak, to sure. make your game sequences. If And an engine. If they cut... Right, but the engine you always have to make, period, right? No matter what. Um. Yeah, but you don't make an engine of this complexity for a game that short. I guess Usually. I don't see why not, only because what if people want... In theory, I'm not saying this is true. What if people want shorter games and it sells and is a huge hit... Then a bunch of people would be like, "I don't care no, how you're much talking about it as, input it you're takes." You're talking about it artistically. I'm talking about no, no, the no, mechanism I'm, of it is not possible financially. That's I, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying I disagree because what makes something possible financially is that the money is there to be made back. The demand is there, supply and demand. So I'm saying if people theoretically okay, sure. wanted, we saw it in video. People wanted shorter and shorter sketches for a while, so we made shorter and shorter sketches, sure. and they made us more ad revenue than longer sketches. If people started saying, you know, I like shorter games because it's less of a commitment and I'll buy three Last of Us games that are five hours each instead of the big 80 hour one. And if that outsold the 80 hour one, they would do that. They're going to do whatever sells. It might it might have to outsell by a factor that's not possible. But but in theory, you're right. Sure. But it's like how you have Frozen and they're like, fine, I guess we can have all female protagonist movies. (laughs) But that's, they but, make the but, money. But that's not. <laughs> but that's a different problem. Like that's like that's. That's not a cultural will people go see it problem. It's a what are the resources re- involved mm. to create this thing, and will no matter what it is, will it sell at the level required to justify the expense? And I'm saying that's still at the end of the day is a cultural thing because whether something will sell or not is entirely cultural. We did the rounds about this. We I think Tom? we're going to agree to disagree on this. <laughs> yeah, Tom. I think there's a way to do it. Culture. <laughs> 
I think there's a way to do what Adam is talking about. If you if you guys ever the if either of you played uh, Hellblade, no Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Senua's mm. Sacrifice. Yeah, I've watched chunks of it because the graphics are just so good. But I haven't. And played that's it. that's a game where they made a thirty dollar game that feels like a triple A game. Yeah, but it's a, it's like a it's like maybe six hours. Did it make its money back? I, th- I it's it's on. I'm not sure. It's on several end of the year top 10 lists okay um, uh, and it's and they they found ways around it yeah maybe um, maybe i'm they, wrong about this just, well i mean a so there, there could be, there could be a way to do and the, their performances in it are great yeah and so there could be a way and it feels huge and epic in scope yeah. and it's like this great really really compelling story that you really connect to and it yeah. and it and it wraps up in a satisfying way it's everything about this game is excellent and they did it for thirty dollars. Yeah. Thirty dollar. Uh, That's pretty. Product. They did it all for thirty. Right. No, they. they it's a thirty dollar product. I mean, obviously, six hours is enough human time to become invested and feel like something epic has happened. Star Wars trilogy is six hours, mm-hmm. roughly. Yeah, yeah, and also thirty dollars is not a crazy price tag. Right, for and it's six much hours, more for like know. a lot of us. Like even now that I am unemployed, mm-hmm. right. it's difficult for me to find the time to just sit. You know just sit and play a game that has, you know, hundreds of hours of content. I'm like, I am never, it's, it's tough to justify going to play that much. I, I, just, yeah. I tried to go back and play FF 15 cause it got remastered and I never got through it the first time. And as I start playing it, I'm just like, it's so overwhelmingly that's long. Thing, I can the see thing. the road ahead of me. Yeah. I mean, just, like, I, can't, not, yeah. I can't, I can't do, do it. I can't <laughs> do it. Well, so I want to return to the prime text here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, is anybody going to dispute that this game would be better if it was shorter? Is no, gonna, nobody's going to. Yeah, are you there's dispute a lot that? of Mike. No, it should be shorter. I don't think it really needs to lose any story beats, but yeah, it could lose thirty percent of its gameplay, probably. Yeah, yeah, or more. The, I, or when you're running around the subway. The part drags. that got. I was going to say the parts that got tedious to me were underground, running around concrete areas, just hiding from clickers for too long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there's there, and that's you know that's. I meant to bring that up during Bioshock too, uh, Bioshock Infinite as well. But that's another game that could benefit. Like the whole middle middle section of Bioshock too Infinite, long. it's like when you go to like Fink's factory, it's like what purpose does this serve? And and it takes like, forever to get yeah. to the next checkpoint. Like and really I, long. I'm wondering if that's fa- changing. It used to be literally like you judged games by the pound. I remember like growing up, mm-hmm. we would. Now we talk about the world map size. No, it used to be like. Oh, did you hear? FF9 takes 100 hours to complete. <laughs> it is the best. It's yeah. the most game you can get because your $50 right. is hard to come by. Right. It's the most game you can get. I think that's more important when you're younger because you don't yeah. have the money to buy multiple games. Or like they would taste to know if it's a good or bad game, really. Right. But even yeah. when like you're... Even when you're in like middle school, high school, you really only get maybe one new game every three or six months couple yeah. months yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> birthday and christmas those are your I, game times. you know i got the uh sega tv and i was fucking set do you guys remember that never no had it. oh it was a huge misstep that they immediately took back but if you were grandfathered in you got to keep it because it's like when they made that electric car and they're like wait this ruins our whole business model and they buried them all in the desert sega <laughs> Sega did this. It's just some guy with a shovel digging all those hey, car holes. The, <laughs> the documentary who killed the electric car. It's true, man. Um, Sega released a special adapter you could get that for like, it was before Netflix, before anything. $9.99 a month, you could stream any Sega game. 
to your Sega it's and perfect. turn it, change it at any time for like movie pass prices. You owned the entire Sega library, period. And then they immediately, like six months later, they're like, this is not making enough money. This is money. a real bad idea. <laughs> yeah, we're just giving everything away free. Yeah. We're going to do the GameStop model instead of buying and selling a game 12 times, making all that money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that idea keeps coming back. They keep doing these subscription models. Subscription games, yeah. It's interesting that we went all the way to childhood to talk about how to analyze this game because it's one of the only games I've played that feels purely adult. Like, it, I really don't feel like if I was 13, I would have enjoyed this game. The Do themes you? are mature and challenging. You have to bring your own thought into you don't, it. I don't think you would appreciate the way the story ends if you you're not an adult. You can't understand what Joel's deal is if you're not That's an adult. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. And then, and then the, the bitter... Man, are we on to the story part yet? I think we have to get the there. Bitter the bitter tragedy the way, of the, the ending. The ending... Is one of the best endings I've ever seen in a video game. Absolutely, because it's one of the better endings I've seen in a movie. Like if you right, and that's movies, and that's yeah. with it's, the Naughty Dog games. That's how I approach them. Like you mentioned, you're not a big fan of Uncharted, but that's how I approach Uncharted, and that's also how I approach this game. Is I'm watching a movie, right? And I'm playing the movie, so I, I'm playing the game so I can see how the movie ends. Right, and that's the same. And I had an easier time doing that with Uncharted than I did with this game. But um, the way this game ends, or yeah, like you said, movie ends is fucking perfect and the reason why it struck me so is because for the entire game everybody was feeling the same anxiety like i hope these two characters live like i know i feel like one of them's gonna die right and you go back and forth thinking who it's gonna be like when you get that section in the in the middle where you're suddenly ellie right. and they do not tell you what's happened to joel for like two hours yep. or yeah. I, it's probably shorter than that but in my mind it, it feels like it forever. felt like forever i was yeah. like is joel dead like what did yeah. you guys, when he falls off that balcony, the injury itself that yeah. takes him out of the story yeah. for a while? It's great. To me, that was equivalent to like a scene in a movie that gets you out of your seat. Like I gasped and like, yeah, like was like, oh, what's shit. going on? And, yeah. they, and they, cut, they cut to Ellie when it's clearly some time has passed. I was like, oh no. Fuck. Is, this, is the um, game wrapping up? Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like maybe it's going a completely di- different like Red Dead Redemption direction that I didn't see coming. Yeah. It is weird that you feel sad when this game's about over. You start to feel like, fuck, this game's going to be over soon. Yeah. You, know, you do feel that way. <clears> and, then, and then it ends. Yep. And it gives you what presumably everyone, when, everyone playing the game wanted. It gives you what, what everybody wanted, which is that Joel and Ellie live hap- live to live as they both father and live daughter. And she replaces his dead daughter, which yeah. is like structurally what you should want. But they do it in a way that you hate it. That dooms the earth <laughs> and bases their whole relationship on, on lies a lie. and deceit. They do. They give you what you wanted the entire time, <laughs> but they do it in a way that makes you hate it. Like when this yep. game ends, I hate Joel. I. Feel you understand exactly his, the way that I'm supposed to feel. About you understand Joel. his ambivalent. decision. Yeah. Not ambivalent. I feel both feelings. I feel right. anger, but also like pity. I and what's funny is anger, pity. Sure, but anger he's like beyond just like yes, you doomed the human race. That's major. But how could you lie? To, she's proven how capable. She like she gets and to she, make that decision. She, she should get to make. She's decision. an adult and, human. And at she this makes point. the decision, and he she, denies her. And that. this is right. this is where this is where I. This is where great storytelling varies depending on what you bring to it, you, the audience member. I saw that moment and thought that it was the first time he chose to be a father again. You know what I mean? Like, right, like, by protecting I mean, her from for, the truth. For the wrong reasons. Right. To someone who didn't but, want or need his help in that capacity. Yes and no. I mean, I think that's a debatable point. But certainly the game posits it that way. 
his choice to protect her is him finally allowing somebody back in after all these years of yes. pushing people out. And to me, uh, even though it's wrong and all these things, like I, there's a part of me that's like, fuck, like that's a big moment that I respect and like, yeah, no, it's, it's, right. it's well, yeah. it's well done. It's yeah. just, I came out of it. You said pity. You, you, you're angry at him, but you also, you're angry at him, but you also feel pity. I think, he comes out of it as a pathetic character. Yeah, he's he's a sad he's, weak man. You, yeah, he's yeah. yeah he's weak. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, weak. it's it's one of those. I'm trying to think. There's a movie that we tore our father from the heavens here. Like literally, that's like what I'm, happened here. Yeah, like I'm tr- I'm tr- there's a movie that literally. ends in a similar way, and I can't literally. I can't figure on it. But it's like yeah. where it ends with the protagonist basically getting what you wanted them to get, but it happens in such a way that it's you're like that you're not happy. You feel gross. Yeah, like, I, you're like oh. the ending of Fallout One is like that in a really sublime way. That ending haunted me. It's you go out, you're in this tiny community that is idyllic, and of course it's in threatened, and you need to save it. You go out into the big scary world, level up, gain the strength to find the artifact that will save your community, come back, and essentially like through the mail slot, they're just like, leave it and go. Like, we never want to see you again because you're now different than us. Like, Mm. you've lived too long out there in the world. And you just walk into the desert yeah, and die. It's the Frodo. It's the Frodo <laughs> yeah. problem. Yeah, it's the yeah. Frodo problem. Frodo, Frodo had that problem. So okay, I want to just like <laughs> Frodo had the same problem. Frodo, Frodo had a rope. Took a took a boat over the seas. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so I want to make this point. Just like acknowledge a few things that I think always should be said about this game, but move on from them. One of them is best CGI acting stuff ever in a game, probably. Mm-hmm. That or Ellie Noir, right? I actually think Horizon Zero Dawn's really, really it's close. Good. But this game requires you to get an emotion from a look from one character yes. to the other and understand has, story beats which is from looks really a lot for a game to ask yep. of, it, of itself and yeah. it did that that's amazing man um, the this like the interlude where you meet the dude who has the whole town trapped yes and you slowly really realize good. the guy that hung himself is like his lover he had a spat with who's like i'm gonna sleep in the other house and so <laughs> so fucking good and it's all so subtle it's done with looks yeah I think this game, the person who designed this and like came up with what I'll call the logline of this game, has excellent taste. And here's what I mean by that. They chose to tell a story that was incredibly intimate, which is exactly what we want out of an apocalypse. I don't want scale, and I don't want blow-ups, and want I don't World want maniacs. Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want that shit. I'm sick of maniacs. Yeah, yeah I mean, and this game I don't know, chose... Fury Road was... Well, great. Fury Road, I think it's the only... It's the only Fury Road had a man on a guitar with a flame-throwing... That's the only like, maniac. And yeah, it was the only people that wonderful. get to do it. Mad Max yeah. is the only thing okay. that gets to do the maniacs. Don't tell me that guitar guy wasn't the best moment of I, that that's year, because it was. <laughs> I love apocalyptic <laughs> <Yeah>. maniacs. <laughs> I, d- I don't. I think it's tedious because of reasons I've said to you many times, which is people remain people after an apocalypse. No, but that's... Yeah, I don't think of those, like, I don't think of Mad Max as even attempting to say this oh, is what no. the apocalypse right. would be like. They're just saying, we have fucking Spider-Man and shit. Why can't we have Mad, this Mad, version Mad, of Mad, fantasy? Mad, yeah, I was about to say, Mad Max is a fantasy story. Yeah. It's, just, it's just, it's setting Which most apocalypse stories are. This one really isn't. It is. Yeah, this one real. has fantasy elements because it's an apocalypse. No, but, but it's like, really dealing with the apocalypse right. as it and would also, unfold. It, like, it understands, like, the real, the apocalypse is not about like all the services we lost and like buildings not like working. It's about now we can't trust each other to be civil anymore. Like that's what yeah. every apocalypse is fundamentally about. Enemy. And they found a perfect scenario between two people to play out all the permutations of that. And that there's and it's a brilliant, like it's, that there's a brilliant. fascist military state would spring up. Totally rings true. Yeah. But none of that stuff really matters. Cause what no, matters but I'm is saying it, 
it adds to what you're saying where sure. you're like, this is a believable apocalypse. Well, yeah. But what matters, like like the, the food, the emotional food of an apocalypse story exists entirely between Joel and Ellie. Like in, in its in its entirety, it's there. I, and that's uh, what's so fucking cool about this show game. I love that the load screen, I think, I'm sure this is intentional because I do believe this level of detail. The load screen is just a simple artistic rendition of a black void with... A lot of particles shining in the sun, the golden, yeah. and then slowly diminishing to a few. Yeah. It's a close-up of the fungus, yeah. but it's also the number of living humans on Earth, I think, depicted graphically. It's possible. I don't know, because when you load for a really long time, it dwindles to just like two dots that sit there forever. I'm like, load, oh, that's Joel and Ellie. When you load for a really long time, they scream. Like they just, <laughs> they, <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, some of the dots break off and form a rebel group of right, dots right, 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 that right, right, cycle right. back on the other fungus. But I mean, I know that I'm harping on this a lot, but like, I, I just think it takes a lot of courage to make a story that's not going for, uh, going for like the, the, the blockbuster shit. And You're it really harping doesn't. on it more than St. Peter at the <laughs> gates, my friend. More than St. Peter <laughs> guarding those gates with his harp, you know what I mean? Uh, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> it was very important. Go back and listen to the podcast. Uh, yeah, you get the point. I, I, I think, that to me, that was the best thing about this game. Like, the right scope, right scale. Like, most games or shows start with a conceit that's, like, sort of a microcosm. Yeah. And this one had, the and right it's an one. interesting point that it took uh, an increase in the level of technology when it comes to facial feature modeling to make a game like this possible. Yes. That is interesting. It couldn't have existed in ninety anything. Yes, it could in almost the most basic sense. Like it's funny how all art that is depictive kind of evolves because, like uh, you know, back in the day in the Roman Colosseums, they'd hold up the giant masks of smiley faces and frowny faces. And I was thinking, if you had Last of Us on like an old school Game Boy. And you needed a look to be transferred. You could do it with poor graphics. Right. But it would be like an 8-bit smiley face. The eyes are shifty. And you're like, they're hiding something. <laughs> I would love to see an 8-bit Last of Us. And maybe you get those feelings. Oh, yeah. Like a pixel art indie version of Last of Us on the App Store that tries to accomplish all the like subtlety and tact with like 8-bit faces. I mean, isn't that essentially what Pokemon is? Like isn't Pokemon a fucking like animal fighting apocalypse where yeah. only a few live? Yeah. You know? What I found was all the ref- refreshing images that I've never seen in any other zombie movie. Where I'm yeah. like, that is true and that would happen. Like the giraffes being so wandering good. around scene is yeah. truly beautiful. It reminds me of the Jurassic Park scene when they're sleeping in the tree. Yeah, like, the, giraffe, this is the giraffe scene is a big one that sticks out in my mind. So great. It's yeah. planned so well. And yeah. also, you know, it's uh, the absurdity of things can be beautiful. And this game understood that. But yeah, it's all about that ending, man. The ending is setting great. So- up the classic structure of parent wants to recapture their dead child or save a child. Yeah. Versus what if it was bad to do that? Yeah. It's just that log line sells the whole game. So <laughs> let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. What if at the end of the game you decided what Joel did? Yeah, that would be dope. Would it be as good? No. No, Tom I take it no. back. Yeah, my knee-jerk reaction's incorrect. Because you wanted a movie of this. I always think more interactivity because you're in my head about what gaming should be. Mm-hmm. But no, Tom's right. <laughs> yeah. It it would feel artificial because there weren't that many decisions like that before. Mm-hmm. But if they made some, like if they put like four or five like does he live, does he die kinds of decisions in the course of this game, which could have happened. They, yeah, because they do that in... 
They do that in season Telltale season two of The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and I think one too. Right? I feel like you're trying to turn it into a Telltale game. I'm no, no. <laughs> I'm asking. I'm what I'm doing is I'm boiling this down to like, how much is is this game about being a great movie, really executed mm-hmm. in the form of a game, or how much is it that it's a great game? Like, because the gaming element is the interactive element, and I think we it, all have said we wish there was less. So I'm wondering, well, what is well, the I, best? Yeah, version? I, 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 my ideal, I just. I like the story. Like I, like yeah. I said, I don't care for the game that much. The story is amazing. And yeah. I think it can't be interactive. Would you in prefer? Do you think it would have been better as a movie or a TV show that is at however long it needed to be? I don't know. I think it would not have been a good movie. I, I don't think it know. Been fine. What about TV series? I, well, because so I'm just saying movie just doesn't level, mean it has to be arbitrarily cause, short. Because so, cause so much of the impact of what happens in the story depends on how much you've connected with those two characters. But let's make a... Well, this we, is... Con- I'm just confused because is... So you think... And and Adam, you didn't deny this. You're, I think you're the first... You're like, yeah, the story is fucking one of the best it's, stories it's in the history of gaming. Yeah. But you... Th- and you think it would be even better as just a movie, but then as a movie, you'd say it's just okay? If you took exactly the text of this and made it a movie, every single thing you do as a gamer would be cut. You would edit every right. single piece of it. And I'm saying, and is then that I think, version interesting? I don't know, because I think there is... Tom just said it. I think there is something to actually living as these characters that makes you care more about this story. Because otherwise, I think it would just be another kind of like the road. But wouldn't that like be true version of, of that? any art that is... If you're deciding between making a movie or a video no, I don't game... Think so. Of course, the movie, the I don't video think so. game is more interactive. Like, I don't need, for instance, to enjoy Ferris Bueller. I don't need to go do the fucking day that he has. Like, I enjoy the sort of pastiche montage of it. Whereas in this case, like, actually tra- like traversing the distance and doing all the minutia with this little girl, mm-hmm. where you're like, fuck, man, like, how do I get through this puzzle and, like, saving your life and stuff? Is You're more invested in it than if you watched an abridged version of it on a movie. Okay, I think. good. Well, that's the answer I want. I'm just yeah. questioning because we've been yeah. talking a lot about how I would cut 30% of the gameplay. Tom, right. it sounds like you'd cut even more. If we cut it down to zero gameplay and it was just the cutscenes linked together, I don't think you'd like it as much. I think I would still like it though. Yeah, it would maybe. still remain fresher and more compelling than most zombie things I see. Yeah. Um, but I want the answer to be no. It should be a video game, you know, because I like things to be in the media they need to be in. I think the. But fact it sounds like we're saying it could be a movie. <laughs> like the video gameness of this, of this is like finding a way to dramatize the mundanity of being with another person in this circumstance. That's what this game is doing. It's like, it's mundane to fucking get from one side of the country to the other by foot. Yeah, that's fucking, sucks. that takes forever. And tending to a wounded person. I yeah. think that's modeled really well. And you're right that living through the repetitions of getting bandages for Joel and changing them several times drives it home better than a montage in a movie where it just fades and time has passed. Right, because yeah. then it's like, well, how good were the actors and how appropriate was the music? It could work, like, but it's no guarantee. It yeah. could, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not easy to do that story, you know? It, it's something that intimate in a movie. It's not that easy, you know? It has to be a hell of a movie. You have to be really well yeah. done to have the impact. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, it sounded like we were saying... No, I just didn't want to be saying if we You're poured it... You're trying to it, define this question. If how, we poured it into know? movie world, is the story not good? I so, think the story is objectively good as a story. Yeah, it's a like good story. it could be good as a book. I don't, it gets, I don't it know gets if, changed to be in a movie. Some probably. I don't know sure. that. It, I don't know that my difference of opinion is I don't know that it has the same impact as a film. Yeah, the story would still be I think good, but mm. I don't know if it, if the if the beats would hit with as much weight as they do when you've been living as these characters. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, that's that is what makes it an essential game. Yeah, yeah, that's the essential gameness. Are you a Jack and Daxter guy? I've never played you it. You love okay. it so I pro- much. I, I love it so game. much. A Naughty Dog, I think, has made one of the more perfect, yeah, franchises ever in the the Jack and Daxter. Oh, I was I was a big, I'm a big Ratchet and Clank fan. Then I think oh, really? you'd like it. I love Ratchet and Clank. It's very similar I to Jack and Daxter. Ratchet and Clank's like a C plus to me. I don't love it. Get out. I'm gonna no, stay here. Movie. <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> this is my house. Um, well, I love Ratchet. And, and Clank. definitely, you need to play the DLC. That's crazy. Yeah, played. yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Especially I, if yeah. Let's move on to our final checkpoint. Okay. Keep or delete. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024. And we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Chris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother or, in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Uh, I went last, so I will answer first. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am going to keep this game. I think it has to be kept. I do hope one day... There's talk of a sequel, right? I do hope one yes. day that somebody does everything that this game does a little better. I think that is possible. They've released a trailer, I think, of a sequel. Oh, great. We're going to watch that right after we wrap That'll this up. That'll be awesome. <laughs> but like, I've yet to... like This game elevates the art form of video game storytelling in a way I haven't seen anywhere else. So yeah. it, it's in. Yeah, it's a keeper. Yeah. Definitely a keeper, obviously, because of, of the three, I cut the gameplay the most slack. So I'm going to say keep for sure. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's really interesting that we may have another franchise like Final Fantasy on our hands where it's like The Last of Us 9. When is it The Last of Us? I don't, I don't want that to be true. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, maybe three. 
Like, for some reason, I'm okay with trilogies because they're grandfathered in. I don't want a sequel to this game. I, I don't, don't even want either. I don't know okay. why the fuck they're doing that. Like, just do another story. But if you do like, two, well, it probably will be a... Oh, is it the same character? It's the same, it can't it's, be the same. It, it is, is it? the same character. Oh, no. No, no that no, doesn't no, make no, sense no, to no, me. No. But I'm saying, why couldn't they Fuck, be an man. anthology series where it's another yeah. equally compelling story yeah. in the zombie world? Like the Decalogue or whatever. Like, that that has, yeah. involves clickers. It's just a different story. Yeah. You can always get away with that. Like, that Netflix... like I'll never shit on a sequel instinctively because it's like, there's ways around it. There's yeah. ways around it. <laughs> I think this story... A, a sequel diminishes the, the impact. Big of this game. time. A sequel diminishes. Huge this. mistake. Only if it's about the same characters. That's what I'm saying. Events. Continuing oh, yeah, the agreed. story of these characters, it throws. And throws what's weird the is they, they, they lose that. the end of their lives. Their lives are hollow now. At the end, it's mm-hmm. a classic quotidian tragedy. They can't have agendas and be full of life and have another adventure now. That's stupid. <laughs> what's weird? What's weird is they knew that. That's why the DLC is what it is. It's a prequel instead. It's yeah. a prequel, but it's also an intimate slice of a person's life that's not really that related to the regular story, but colors it slightly. They right. that's like, oh, so you get it. Don't fuck with the narrative you put together. Now they fucked it up. Like, why would but they do you that? Could, but you're allowed to tell short stories that are little human stories. They, in fact, they did a. They had the actors appear together for what was supposed to be the last. Appearance oh, of this, that, yeah. and they just sang a song together. Like the the lead actor played mm-hmm. a guitar, and and they both sang, and it was like I'm like tearing up thinking about it. It's like, <laughs> Holy shit! They do it in the game too, don't they? Oh, yeah. it was so good. Did Ellen Page sue them? No, no. She, like she it, complained though. about it. She right? had a comment about it. Okay, yeah, that's sure. yeah, that's clearly me. Well, because also <laughs> like, I believe I could be talking out of my ass, so look it up if you're gonna pass it on as truth. But I remember in gaming news at the time that they even had discussed her preliminarily. Like, it's the idea where, like, they wanted her for it, they talked to her, and then suddenly, suspiciously, they hire someone much cheaper and make it look like her. I mean, <laughs> I guarantee you laws would protect that situation from happening. Mm, yeah. There have to be laws for that. Right, like, because it's not... You can't just use not, a person's images, image because you already did it. Like, r- well, But it's not literally her. It's just... No, it's, it but it's her image. Now. Like, it's pretty... It's close, but and it's there's not that, like, She's had oh, bad luck. There was that game Ellen Page got upset Beyond about. Yeah, because yeah, they made yeah, a character yeah. look exactly like her that you see naked, and she's like, "That's egregious! Come on!" Well, you weren't supposed to. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it was like, it's it's like, a, like some it's fucking David Cage. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I, never, I never played Cage that game. Yeah, yeah, where he has to. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, uh, all she right. She was real bummed Poor about Ellen that. Page. I think <laughs> I know the answer, but keep or delete. Tom. Oh, keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep it. it I would. I really. I wish I could find the person says delete this game. I really want to know what that person wants a game to be. Uh, I. I know a person who, would say who hates it. This game. Why do they hate it? They just hated it. I don't know. What games do they love? Uh, they love sticking their head in the dirt. No, but like I predict playing, like Zelda, throwing cups at stuff, Mario Odyssey. You know what I mean? Like the person who hates this game is the person who thinks games should be toys. Games uh, first, should be interactivity uh, uh, first. One of these days, we're going to go back and define the word toy. But second of all, I don't mean it denigrating. I, I own don't. lots of toys. I know you don't. <laughs> but like. Uh, I see how you're setting those things up as contrary, but like I feel like most people. It's very difficult to love a thing like Last of Us for its art artistry and for its narrative and not love a thing that's as well done as Zelda. You know what I mean? Or as well done as Mario. Like, those are both excellent in ways that are immediately I obvious. I am the living embodiment of that, so I don't know. Like, I love them both. You love them both. Like, uh, I love Last of Us. I think Zelda was fine too bad. Like, iffy or like, it's fine. I'm sorry. It's we already have so, a record whole, of this. Right. Yeah. 
I did give it a pass because the artistry is undeniable in the toy aspect, but it's so it's it's good to talk about in reference to Last of Us because Zelda Breath of the Wild is hollow, empty, no attachment or investment to anything or any character or part of the world. That's really exaggerated. It is and just untrue, a surfacey experience. It is pretty tedious as well. It can be tedious. I, some some of what you're saying is true. Not the, parts, the degree to which you're the saying the part it. where I can't continue in the game because it's raining and I can't climb. That's fucking I need to climb And, and you I just have to sit wait. there and wait for it to finish raining. The rain's in real bullshit. Time. I agree. That can go fuck itself. Yeah. I yep. never needed a game to do that. Yep, that I'm sucks. like, I have two hours to play this game. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to wait for the game to decide it's not raining anymore exactly. so I can accomplish a task. Lightning your ass right off that mountain right. if you don't Fuck keep your that. attitude in check. Oh, yeah, the light, that. You can't even ignore it and go in the other room and no, make a sandwich. Lightning will fuck you Look, up. you yeah. guys can pick on Breath of the Wild, and I understand. No, we, we circle back, as yeah. we always do, to the actual real tension I think we've discovered between our games' games, or are they stories? And that tension right. will continue to exist. Right. I, mean, I, mean, I like the, I like the story, story in Breath of the Wild. It's... You're not what a part of it. Story. Love, You're love not a part of this. it. What story? Don't, is uh, let's, let's, let's let's go. We already released this yeah. episode. We shouldn't be. I shouldn't even be here today. <laughs> All right, anyway, guys. we're gonna keep Last of Us. Uh, it's a yeah, keeper, of course. And apparently, some ghouls out there don't want to keep it, but those people can fuck themselves. <laughs> anyway, it was nice talking to y'all. We'll see you next time on One Upsmanship. Work complete. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.